Hi everyone and welcome to the Extra Credit English podcast. This podcast is for English language learners. One of the most difficult things when learning a language is understanding native speakers speaking. So in this podcast, you will get a chance to listen to natural conversation between native speakers. This is our first podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Sue. So today we're talking about interesting places we've been to. Well, we can talk about places we've been together mm-hmm. and places that we've been um, on our own. Right. Um, well, let's start with places that we've been to together. Um, one place we went to quite soon after we arrived in Japan was South Korea. Um, we took a trip to Seoul. Yes, that was very, very interesting. And we went during winter, or it was probably January, but it was so cold. And um, I remember just wrapping myself up with as many layers as I could. And walking around Seoul was difficult because I couldn't see my feet. Why couldn't, why couldn't you see your feet? Because it was the jackets and all the... Um, I like to wear big scarves mm. and it was just very, very difficult to, to walk and it was also very heavy. Uh, mm. But even though, you know, it was a bit difficult to go around, I really enjoyed everything we, we saw. Right. I think it was, was it not Christmas? It was probably Christmas yeah, time, yes. Yeah, so it was sort of late December. It was just a few days because from Tokyo it's very, uh, it's very easy to get to Seoul. Uh, I think we just had a two or three hours, two and a half hour flight, maybe. It was. It felt shorter because if you remember mm. when we came into the flight, um, you know, you show your ticket mm. to the attendant, and she says, "Oh, go to the left or go to the right." If well, you, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the point. Usually, they say, "Go to tur- the left." Tur- tur- no, they turn right. Turn right. Yes. That's sorry. what they usually say, um, because that's economy Um, but for some reason and we still don't know why we had business class business class tickets yeah Um, so we turned left uh, which was (laughs) the first time we'd done that before and yeah we had really nice seats I think uh, was it Korean Air was it Korean Air we were flying? I think it was. I can't remember. We bought normal tickets, economy mm. tickets. So, and no one really told us anything. Uh, so it was just, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, it, as far as we knew, it was an economy seat on the plane. Um, but we ended up in a very, very comfortable. So, yeah, I mean, I would have, when we got to Seoul, I would have quite happily stayed on the plane and flown back to <laughs> Tokyo, it was it was so comfortable. So that was a great start. That was a good start. Yes, that was a good start. Um, but yeah, Seoul, I didn't really have any expectations for Seoul. It's not a place that I knew anything about. I didn't really, despite living in Japan for, for many years and being very close to South Korea, I didn't really know much about South Korean culture. I knew a little bit about the food. Um, Korean food is obviously very popular 
in Japan and all over the world. But in terms of the culture, history, I didn't know very much about. So no, history was um, a big. It was very interesting uh, for me. I I was expecting uh, Seoul to be a big city. Mm. I understood, you know, it's a, it's a big capital and they have a lot of technology there. Mm. Uh, so that part, I think I expected. Um, I didn't expect all the cultural sites and all this old architecture. And that was quite interesting to me. Uh, but I guess the most memorable part was this museum we went to. Mm. And within the museum, uh, it was the history, not the whole history of Korea, but after the war. And mm. it was very impressive to see, you know, in such a short period of time, how they developed. Right. Um, and that was, yeah, that was quite impressive. That's something I really like to do when I, I visit uh, a country, a new place, is to go to some sort of national museum and kind of see what kind of story do they tell about their country because when you when you learn history as as a child you very much learn history from your country's perspective Definitely. from your side um, but when you go to another country you can actually see the stories that they tell how do they represent the the history of of their people and that was a very very interesting um museum um anything else happened when you were in seoul well <laughs> funny you ask mm. uh, but we went to these what was it was it a temple no it was a palace it was a palace we went to this palace and um, when we arrived there was a lady outside and she was dressed in this um um Typical Korean dress. Yeah, the sort of traditional. Very I guess the, the the Korean equivalent of a kimono. Maybe yes. I can't remember what it's called. It has a special name. But she was going around and she was asking oh, everyone uh, mm. that looked like a tourist uh, if they wanted to participate because um, I don't know. Within a half an hour, there was going to be some sort of something. There was an event. There was an she event. Didn't, she didn't explain what was happening very well. No. Um, I, but... think, I think that was on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but um, you, um, you know, through myself, through me. Um, I, I, volunteer, I volunteered you. Yes, you volunteered <laughs> me. And, you know, she, she said, like, if no one accepts, I'll have to do it myself. Okay. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, so I said yes, but she, again, she didn't really fill me in what was happening. Mm. Um, so I, it was nice because she said you can wear one of these um, traditional dresses and that was quite very nice. Yeah. And then she gave me a, um, like a stick. Yeah. Uh, and then... Like I, a drum baton. Like or, a drum yeah. baton, yes. And then I had to stand by this... It was not a drum, but like a disc. It was a drum. It was a drum. Yeah, it was, yeah, but a huge drum kind of on its side. This was at the entrance of the palace. Mm -hmm. And she said, just wait here. So I thought, I thought, okay. But after she said that, she started telling everyone to back away. 
Right. So everybody standing outside this palace suddenly had to step back and you were isolated. I was completely isolated. And this palace is within a corner. Hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to everyone that's looking at me and I'm not sure what is going to happen. She said, you have to hit the drum three times. Okay. Uh, someone's going to come there and they, no, she didn't give me this, the, the drumstick. She said, okay. someone's going to come, they're going to give you the drumstick right. and you are going to have to hit it three times. And I was okay. Little did I know who was going to give me this drumstick. Uh, but you knew you could see better. Well, than I yeah, did. I could. I could, I didn't know, but I could see what was happening. So basically, what was happening was the guards at the palace were changing, and I, I know from the UK. Um, obviously, at Buckingham Palace, we have the change of the guards. It's quite a famous thing that happens at Buckingham Palace, um, and they do the same at this palace. But this was different this was done a bit differently so as you said I was standing and I could see what was happening and it looked like about a hundred soldiers kind of marched down the side of the the palace and round the front to where you were and then you were given the the instruction to hit the drum uh three times so all this space that this girl um, kind of cleared out, that was space for this army. And I am not exaggerating. This was an army that arrived. <laughs> and they were so tall and very good looking and with these beautiful dresses. And it was incredible, but quite intimidating. Yeah. And uh, of course, these are soldiers. So it's much more intimidating because they have this attitude, you know. And um, yeah, they, they, one of them came and he gave me the, the, the drumstick and, you know, I waited for the signal to, to hit the drum. And I do remember what I did. I just put all my energy into mm. it because it was so big. Um, and I, I think I did it quite right because there were some gasps like, whoa. The, yeah, I think that they were surprised that you knew how to hit that drum. Because <laughs> I think probably in the past, kind of the, the average tourist who, who comes there, they've never hit any of these kind of drums before. But I think maybe you'd seen people hit these drums before or I don't know where you learned. No, I, I felt responsibility. Right. Pressure. <laughs> it was pressure, you know, all these people doing um, such a beautiful display. And right. I really didn't want to be the one that ruined it. You felt like you had to deliver some kind of performance. I had to deliver and I really tried. And I think I did quite well because I think the guy that gave me the platoon, he even, you know, his face was a bit surprised, but positively surprised. Right, right. Yeah, surprised in a, in a good way. In a good way. Right. Um, what else did you enjoy from the, the trip to South Korea, to Seoul? We, we only went to Seoul. We didn't get very much further than that. Um, I enjoyed 
I think it was the first night mm -hmm. and we went out <clears throat> to this kind of area and it was like a market but it also had different restaurants mm. like old restaurants right um, local restaurants yeah it wasn't it wasn't kind of high class but that's what we wanted to find we wanted to find kind of where real people ate when I think when you go to a, a big city especially a big city for the first time it's very easy to find the uh, the big fancy expensive hotels uh, or, or sorry big fancy restaurants and places but we wanted a more authentic kind of local experience definitely um, and you start with food mm. and I remember walking down and tr just trying to pick a restaurant because they all look for us quite similar yeah uh, but the one we chose was because this lady was at the door mm. and uh, she was, I don't know, the attitude she had was like, yeah, come on in. Yeah, I think I think that was interesting to us because um, usually in Japan, um, people don't or, or people are or people in restaurants are less likely to invite foreign people in i think people in japan are maybe a little bit more shy or they think it might be difficult if a foreign person comes into the restaurant but this lady um i think there was two old ladies yes um but they were they had no fear they were like yeah you you two come in come and get some food they had no Fear we'll figure it out i think yeah. that was the sense and we did you know we didn't really know what to order but and how to order because mm. neither of us speak any korean mm. but we had a delicious meal we did yeah um very authentic with the plates uh they were like they were within a bag a plastic bag that's right why were they why did they put them in a bag um, I think because of all the spices, so they don't get stained. Yeah. Um, so that was I, that was lovely. We had a great time. Um, yeah, and it was it was inviting. Uh, they were quite confident uh, about what they were doing, and you know it was as much your responsibility as theirs to get some food. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that shared responsibility was kind of fun. Mm. Would you like to go back to South Korea? South Korea, I think uh, we just saw the surface mm. of South Korea because, you know, again, uh, we didn't go with any expectations. We don't really know the culture that much. Um, so I think we just saw the surface of, mm. of, of South Korea. I think it has so much more to offer. Um, but one of the things and I remember now was this theater, mm. this play uh, that they have. And it seems to be um, something that uh, has been done for a long time. And it's this play, but they don't have any dialogue. And What do you mean they have no dialogue? They do not speak. It's, right. it's all with music and dance and miming a little bit. Right. Um, so it's very, very visual, of course, and it's so approachable because uh, you kind of follow the story uh, just visually mm -hmm. and uh, obviously with the sounds and the music. And 
the yeah the costumes were absolutely mm -hmm. stunning the dances were really nice the story was simple enough to follow uh, but that's I, I don't think that's the point of, of, of the play the point of the play is this display of dance of color of dresses um, and it was stunning and at the end I remember they would come out uh, to take pictures with you yeah we had a chance to sort of um, not so much meet the the people performing but at least kind of get a bit closer to them and uh, and thank them for the the performance that was an unexpected highlight I think that on, was on unexpected we didn't know that was a thing yeah uh, but it was so enjoyable and yeah. it was near the hotel as I remember so it was yeah I'm not nice. sure quite how we discovered it um, no. but yeah I definitely recommend it um, yeah. We have to go back. We have to go back. We have to go back. Once uh, once the pandemic is over. Another place that we went to was probably our first international trip together uh, was Spain. Yes. I think that was the first time we traveled together, mm -hmm. just ourselves, yeah. uh, the two of us. And um, I don't remember why, but we chose Spain. And I remember um, saying Madrid was the place to go. Mm. Um, because from, I mean, I am from Mexico City, Mexico in general. Um, so we we think about Spain when we think about Spain, we think about Madrid, we think about Barcelona, we think about the big cities. Uh, but it's not the same for you. No, I think in the UK, when we think about Spain, we think about the south coast, um, kind of the, the cities on the south coast, um, the islands, the Spanish islands, so Mallorca, Tenerife, um, that's kind of the places that we think about. And probably more Barcelona than Madrid. Um, I think people, when they go to Spain, they like to be close to the sea or the beach or that kind of environment. Well, that would feel more of a vacation, I think. Right, right, right. Rather than going to just a city. Mm. Uh, but Madrid has so many interesting places and... It's incredible. I I really like Madrid and I, I really wanted to share Madrid with you. Um, but I've been to Madrid before. I think it was yeah. your first time. It was my first time in Spain, yeah. So what did you think about it? What was interesting? Um, what was interesting? Well, from the very first day, I think we, we maybe we arrived late at night. Or did we arrive early in the morning? Which, which was it? I can't remember. I remember that... I think we arrived very early in the morning. Probably. Um, because I remember the first thing we did was we went to a place to get churros. Yes. Um, for breakfast. For breakfast. Um, which was interesting because for me, churros is not breakfast. <laughs> it's not a breakfast food. It is not a breakfast food in Madrid either. I think right. it's uh, more of a dinner right. uh, thing. But dinner time, it would be really busy. 
the the restaurant that we went to the restaurant we mm. went to it's very very famous it's chocolateria san ginés right um but i really wanted to try it and you know morning time you can also have a little bit of of sweet bread and some chocolate and that definitely will give you energy it's a lot of sugar yeah um so i was quite i have never tried it before and i was i really wanted to go You'd never been to that specific to that restaurant. To that specific right. restaurant. Um, so, yeah, we got there and it was empty, really. Um, maybe it was us and maybe another table. Yeah, but the thing I, I remember about it was you could feel like you could feel the history of it. Like it was clearly a place that had been around for many, many, many decades. Tradition, yes. Yeah. Which. In the UK and, and in Japan, when you think about churros, you don't think about tradition. You don't think about history. Churros is like a snack. It's a sweet snack. In Japan, it's the, the local cinema um, close to where we live. Um, churros is something you'd buy when you go into the cinema. Like you, It's like a snack to, to chew on. But there it was sort of the main item that you would have in this very old traditional restaurant yeah and it comes with your chocolate with your hot chocolate mm, thick hot chocolate very thick it's not to drink it's just to dip your uh your churro in it right and then you eat it so yeah. it's uh it's a different kind of chocolate it's not the chocolate that you would be drinking mm. um and in mexico we have the same tradition of churros and hot chocolate and right. again very traditional places um mm. that we get from you know spain um but that was i i thought that was a very good start because as you said it shows the tradition yeah uh, of madrid yeah um what else do we do um we visited a couple of museums uh or more art galleries, I think we, we visited. So many art galleries, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. And all of these, we, we could see the Meninas. That was, that's a very important um, painting. Mm -hmm. And what, yeah, I think that was, that was important. That's what you go to Madrid for. That's something that Madrid has that some of the other Spanish cities don't have. Yes, it's all right. this culture. Yeah. And these very important museums, uh, yeah. Reina Sofia. Right. So you can go to uh, go to these, these museums and, yeah, um, see these pieces that you see in every art book. Right. Uh, yeah. Everywhere. They, everywhere. Yeah. They're so well known. And you have the opportunity to see them yourself, you know. In the flesh. In the flesh. No, it was that that side of things was was very uh, impressive. I think that one of the the big memories for me though was the food, um, the food and and the drinks. I mean, my I I can understand a little bit of Spanish. Uh, I don't speak Spanish very well, um, but traveling with you. I, we were able to do a lot more than I could have done if I traveled by myself. So we could go into little places and and eat um, in a way that would have been difficult for me 
if I was traveling on my own. Um, so that was a big difference for me, I think. Yeah, I think when you have the language that really um, allows you to on to go into these little places and to discover mm. a little bit more and not be and perhaps understand the situation a little bit better. So yeah, I think that was very nice uh, being able to go into these um, little canteens uh, where you go in and the costume is that, you know, the first drink you order, they bring something to eat, which can be peanuts. Uh, it's not something very good. The second drink, uh, they bring something better. So these are alcoholic drinks? These are alcoholic right. drinks. And you can drink at any time of the day. That's true, yeah. Uh, but it comes with food. And the more you drink, the better the food. So you just, you order a drink and automatically you will get food with your drink? Exactly. Right. But with the first drink, you'll get a little plate, like a little tapa, right? Right. This is a little tapa, but it's not too good. Uh, it's the, the simplest thing, the cheapest they have. Right. The more you order, uh, the more, uh, the better the food is going to be. Right. So you can have so you a... Get, with the first drink, you're getting the one star exactly. food. With the second drink, you're maybe up to two stars. Third drink, three stars. Fourth drink, fifth drink you're getting the best they have um, because I guess you've you've shown your your loyalty you've shown your loyalty definitely right. and there's so many places like this and you go in for the drinks but you go in for the food as well right uh, I don't know if you remember we went to El Tigre El Tigre right uh, yeah and yeah they they just gave you a plate full of uh, patatas bravas and I think a little bit of ham and what bread. What is patatas bravas? Patatas bravas is just potatoes with this kind of little hot sauce with mayonnaise kind of mm. sauce. And they're really, really amazing. Your mouth is watering. My mouth started watching just, just thinking, thinking about, about it, them. Right. Uh, but yeah, it depends on where you go, what kind of food you have. And sometimes it can be a lot. And with every drink, you will get more and more food. El, T El Tigre was special. I That was more crazy than I expected. Um, they really gave you a lot of food. They, the, the food that they were giving you for every drink was volume. It was a, a lot of volume in their food. It was not quality yeah. but it was definitely volume but yeah. with the drinks as well i remember them being quite big right um so that I, but that was standing mm. that was a standing bar um yeah but that was it was yes yeah, nice. there was it was a lot of energy it was it was a lot of fun um we did take a couple of side trips we went to um a place called segovia which was about what an hour and a half outside, maybe two hours outside Madrid. Yeah, we took a train. Mm -hmm. And I remember planning the trip. I think it was a month or so. Um, yes, we, we did advance. plan in advance. Yeah. And I said, right, OK, I'm going to um, book this restaurant because they make um, suckling pig. And mm. Segovia is very famous. And of course, this is the most famous restaurant in Segovia. What is what is suckling pig? <laughs> suckling pig is a baby pig that hasn't eaten any 
food really just the milk of the mother right so to suckling pigs are pigs that just yeah drink the the milk from the mother so these are very very young pigs and they've not eaten any solid solid food food. and this is a very traditional uh, dish in spain but segovia is uh, particularly uh, famous Mm. for it and there's this restaurant and Segovia is also very famous for an aqueduct mm. and this restaurant is right by the aqueduct so it's a very very famous restaurant so the aqueduct is kind of like a it's like a, lots of arches and it was designed to carry water so the aqua yeah in aqueduct it was designed to carry water from one place to another and it kind of goes straight through the the center of this city Yes. Uh, it's an incredible thing. If you go online, look for Segovia. Basically, any photo of Segovia you find will, will have pictures of this uh, aqueduct. And the restaurant that we went to was right next to this. It almost, we, I think we were next to the, the window and you felt like you could put your hand out the window and touch the, the aqueduct. Yes, so I remember booking this restaurant mm. well in advance and you're thinking like this is absolutely unnecessary. Uh, but once we got to Segovia and uh, we, were, uh, we had our appointment, uh, our booking, and we got to the door at this restaurant, I remember the, the guy there looking at me like there's no place for you. And I was like... Like we're, we're full. We're full, like don't even... And I said, no, 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 we have a booking. And uh, yeah, we did. And we had a great table Mm -hmm. right by the window and the aqueduct. And we ordered the suckling pig, the local wine and some salad. Yeah. Can you remember how they brought the suckling pig? Yeah, I mean, they they didn't do it for every table. um, But one of the ways that they demonstrate how soft the meat is um, is that they have the pig kind of on the plate the pig the cooked suckling pig on the plate uh, on the dish and they cut it with a plate so they use the edge of the plate to cut into it and and it cuts through the bone um it's it, so soft it's so soft that's the the point about the suckling pig that the the pig is not um you know it's not eaten solid food or or anything like that so it's so 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 soft it sounds kind of cruel um it probably is and it is incredibly cruel when you think about it but um it was incredibly delicious <laughs> so, <laughs> does that make me a bad person they come out and they cut this piglet, uh, suckling pig, with a plate. Mm. And to show that, you know, there's no trick. That it's a real plate. That it's a real plate, they break it. They, they throw s- it, they smash it on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah. Um, and then you get a little bit of that pig. And when we ordered, uh, we could see that show. Yeah. yeah. But it was absolutely delicious. Yeah. I'm sorry, piglets. Yes, yes. But uh, that, that was definitely a food highlight. Um, there was much more to Madrid than I expected. Um, like I said, it's not a place that 
people in the UK think about immediately. They think about the coast. Uh, Barcelona has a bit more of a, a party kind of vibe to it, but uh, very glad that we made it to Madrid. But Madrid has a very good nightlife. And mm -hmm. we went out in what you call a marcha, mm -hmm. which is that you go from bar to bar. You right. <coughs> you march. You walk from bar to bar. And you have a drink or two, a little bit of a tapa, and then you move to the next one. So tapa is food. It's a, yes, a small dish of right. food. So in, in English we would say tapas. Right. But... That means more than one. That's the a S. plural, yeah. Right, yeah. So you, you say tapa, meaning one dish. One dish. Of food. Mm. Two drinks would be tapas, because you would get two. Right, them. right, right. Uh, but the, the, the nice thing about it is that people are moving around. Everyone is right. doing the marcha. So places are full, but also people are moving around. So you always find a table here and there, yeah. even though places are full. Um, so that is quite so yeah, nice. You, you don't have to wait long. No. Like if, if a place is full, really, you, you can wait. You can stand maybe five, maybe ten minutes. And somebody's going to get up and move and go somewhere else. So that's really interesting because you get a chance to experience lots of different places. Um, and still kind of have that experience of a full uh, restaurant right. or a full bar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can keep moving around and the hours, the night can go away because I remember us thinking, right, okay, <clears throat> we're going to go back to the hotel early because we had another trip outside Madrid mm -hmm. the next day. Um, but when we said that, we realized it was already 2 a.m. Yeah. And we, we thought it was 11. <laughs> we thought we were being so good, so responsible, so mature. Let's go home early. We've got a, an early start. But actually, it was already 2 o'clock in the morning. So, But I guess that's a sign that we'd had a good night. We hadn't been looking at the clock. Um, and But the other thing is, there were so many people still out. People still out drinking. Uh, eating um, and if anything the city was just getting busier it was it, was it wasn't like you know you, you would expect people to be going home by that point but actually the place was still getting busier but yeah definitely Madrid another place we definitely need to go back to at some point That's all for today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be recording more podcasts in the future. So please look out for the next episode.